Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are surviving the month, the year, whatever you want to say. Not just surviving, but thriving. Amen. Uh, So glad to have you here. We're in Genesis chapter one. We're working our way through the whole Bible. And our verse here today is Genesis 113. I believe it's going to take us at least two episodes, maybe three to get through Genesis 113. But before we do that, I just want to look at something I've been noticing in the Psalms as I've been studying uh, my daily Bible study. I've noticed some mentions of, of stuff we've been studying, and I said, I've got to tie this in. So I'm just going to recap Genesis 1, 1 through 12 here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he sees. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding the fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Wow. Well, that is Genesis, not just a recap. That is the full text, friend. Genesis 1, 1 through 12. We just went ahead and read it. And here we have what we've been talking about these episodes, these six, seven, eight episodes, whatever we're on here. We've been talking about a few themes. Most recently, we're talking about the idea of sowing and reaping with the seed and how God made it. He saw that it was good to have this reproductive system that was there even independent of man that God could produce right there without needing man to do anything. And then if man wanted to get involved, they could start making a garden and so forth. God did that. Amen. He did so much more than that, didn't he? He uh, separated light from darkness. He put the sky there in between the waters. And by the way, that means he gave us rain, which is essential. Uh, God, he made the earth, the dry land, and he called it seas. And he said that that was good. And he called the, the sky heaven. Amen. He did all of this. And as I was reading through the Psalms, I see in Psalm 134, a real short Psalm, uh, behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, the Lord that made heaven and earth, bless thee out of Zion. 
And so here David in Psalm 134 is exhorting, he's telling, he's compelling people, hey, you need to praise God because guess what? He is the one that made heaven and earth. Amen. And, and as, as we just go through Genesis, it really takes on a new light that David could be saying he made the sky and the earth, or you could say he made heaven and earth as in the real heaven. Both of that would be both of those um, translations, I think, or assumptions would be accurate here. And that the Lord made heaven and earth. We are to bless him. So, you know, one theme we're getting from Genesis 1, which we're really trying to hammer home here, is God deserves praise for his wonderful creation. Like as we read Genesis 1, sometimes we're so just like uh, enamored by it, so struck by it that we just kind of want to keep going to see what, what all God did. But we need to just take a step back sometimes and just say, God, you're worthy to be praised for what you've done. Psalm 135, 6 through 7 carries on the same theme. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh light, lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. So Psalm 135, 6-7 tells us what? Again, whatsoever God pleased to do, he did it. Amen? And so again, as we look at the earth and we look at his creation, we should praise him because it pleased the Lord to make it this way. And sometimes maybe we think that everything is marred by the sin curse beyond our understanding or whatever it may be. No, things aren't perfect. Amen. But still, they're beautiful, are they not? Oh, man. I mean, just you you can think about it. You know, I mean, forget even I usually bring up the beach or the mountains, but forget that. Just try to drive down the road when there's a sunset out here. I mean, man, it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, the whole sky is orange and sometimes pink and purple. Uh, you know, just take a look as uh, the birds are playing. You know, we uh, we uh, live kind of on an old dairy farm that got converted into um, houses being put up. And, you know, I sometimes I'll go for a walk. Sometimes my tell, wife will tell me you need to go for a walk. <laughs> so I'll go for a walk and uh, you'll see the birds out there just playing and having fun, man. God did that. It pleased God. Amen. And then, of course, all the rest of his creation please the Lord. And it, it's incredible too, when we think about how much God created, how many species are in the ocean and how many animals are out there. Guess what? Scientists haven't even found them all. That's how many there are. It's incredible. God's creation. He deserves the praise. And last Psalm here, and by the way, these are in a row, 134, 135, 136, which is also, I think, pretty cool. 136, one through nine, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, how good is God's mercy. I'm going to pick up on this psalm right when we come back from our break. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. So Psalm, uh, here we have 136, and we're going through 1 through 9. Verse 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. And you know, of course, the Psalms were meant to sing. So if it seems like it was a song, it was, or it is. 
to him that to him by wisdom made the heavens. So as we read Genesis 1, we realize it's God's wisdom that made things this way. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. And, we, and that's verse 6 of Psalm 136. And guess what? 6-6, six, six, number of man. But get this. He stretched out. When you, that funny word that I'm sure I'm not pronouncing very well, firmament, okay, firmament. That means like stretched out expanse, like 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 pulling something out, right? And we have that here in Psalm 136. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, amen, for his mercy endureth forever. And that's dealing with the dry land that we just read about in Genesis 1. To him that made great lights for his mercy endureth forever. That's God, amen. The sun, God made that. The stars, God made those. The moon, God made that. Verse 8. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. So here in the first nine verses of Psalm 136, we have this this, um, urging to praise God, to give thanks unto God, right, in the first three verses. And then the next, we have this rundown of what these great wonders that God has done, making the heavens, stretching out the earth, Bring, giving us great lights. We're having, we're, we're, we're told, Hey, you know what? Give thanks to God. And then we're told this is what he's done. And all along all nine verses, it's telling us for his mercy endureth forever. So another way that we can praise God and connect this idea of God's creation to uh, something praiseworthy is looking at it in the light of his mercy. And so by his mercy, thank God he gave us moonlight. So it's not too dark, right? Thank God he gave us the day, the sunlight. Amen. Uh, Thank God he gave us seasons so we're not shocked into like, imagine if you just had winter and summer and winter was cold and summer was hot. That kind of shock you, right? But he gives you seasons that kind of works you into things. I mean, depending on where you live, I understand that's relative. But here in North Carolina, we really do get four four true seasons, I would think. I think we get a true fall season. Uh, not like the fall in Ohio. That is more like a winter to me, friend. But I was in Ohio four years, and that that's a cool, cool fall. But here we do get a fall. And so you kind of have that, you know, moderate kind of temperature changing. And it's not all of a sudden, but you can kind of expect by, you know, October it's cooling off, and November it's getting pretty winterish. And then by December it's, yeah, it's winter, you know. And then same thing. March is a little bit warmer and then April's getting pretty nice. And by May, it's, yeah, it's pretty warm. And then, you know, towards the end of May, hey, it's summer, right? And I know these aren't the exact dates of the seasons, but God did that, right? And so God gave us these seasons and we could praise and should praise him because it's his mercy. Because again, he's allowing us to have different seasons, always having something to look forward to. Amen. That's all God, right? Uh, you know, when you're at summertime, you can look forward to the temperature cooling off. And when it's winter, uh, like now where I'm preaching this, you can look forward to the summer. And I know some people may be listening to this in a hot uh, temperature place year round. I used to live in one and God bless you. You're blessed. Trust me, you're blessed. You know, the winter stuff to me is a little overrated, but either way, God is just so good because in this warm weather place, you can thank God for that. You can thank God for all that he's doing, allowing you to be able to grow vegetables year round and so forth. Man, I mean, it's just incredible what God has given us. And if we just take a step back and say, Lord, you are awesome. You are so great. I love you so much for what you've done for me. 
Lord, you have blessed and you have blessed and you have blessed and you've blessed some more. Your mercy endureth forever. You know, we're sinful man. Most of the world is lost. I think I can say that. Uh, you know, most of them are, right? They're lost. And what does God do? He bundles them up like he bundled Adam and Eve when they got kicked out of the garden. He gave them animal skins. He gives the lost a whole lot. Amen. I mean, seriously, you know, his mercy endureth forever. He is so long suffering. He is waiting for all to be saved. And we should use this as a way to compel ourselves to witness to the lost because God is so good and we want people not to just experience God's great love here on earth, even if they don't know it, even if they're blaspheming him and they don't know it. We don't want them to just have God's blessings here on earth, but we want them to be in heaven forever. And, you know, you'll hear a preacher say, I don't wish it to my worst enemy. I, I don't know if I have a whole lot of enemies, but anybody that I that I don't get along with, I'll put it that way. I've forgiven them in my heart, but anybody doesn't like me or whatever, I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be in heaven. Amen. I will, I will have a godly laugh in heaven if I see someone don't like me there. I'll say, praise the Lord. I'm good with it. You're there. Hey, amen. Glory to God. We made it. Amen. I'm good with that. And all it takes, no matter how good or bad they are, right? The, the preacher or the prisoner, how about that? Doesn't matter. If you accept Christ as Savior, you will be in heaven with him. It doesn't matter what you've done. And most likely anything you've done, I probably got into it, friend. And the Lord forgave me, not because of who I am, but because of what Christ did on the cross at Calvary. All I had to do was simply accept him as Savior. I told my kids today, I was I was ready to accept the Lord, I think probably right around right, right about high school maybe. But by the time I got to that altar call, which I was about 22 years old, about four years later, I practically ran down the aisle. They said, dad, you really run? I said, well, it was a fast walk. Amen. I was ready to go. I'm ready. Amen. That's all we have to do is just accept the Lord. And you're saying, brother Clark, why is it so hard? Pride gets in the way. Oh, thoughts of, of what people will think, or do I have to give up some silly thing? Friend, whatever you have to give up, give it up. Because his mercy endureth forever, and he desires for all to be saved. The Bible says that God desires for all to be saved, to all to come to knowledge of repentance, all to be saved, all to accept him as Savior. And it simply is a movement in your heart to accept him as Lord and Savior. Nothing more, nothing less. You don't need to be a member of a church. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be anything. You don't need to be theologically have any kind of knowledge other than the gospel, the true gospel account, and it's accept, accepting Christ as Savior. Tune in next time, and we're going to get to verse 13, I promise you. Take care. God bless. Amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.